Pick out your movie, lounge on your couch, watching the stars while you slouch. Now you can listen to what they'll say. It's Easton and friends bringing the couch critics your way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Critics. I'm your host, Easton Moore, and with me is the practical co-host, Trevor. That's a me. And then the all-time guest is back. I'm back! She's back! After a one-week hiatus from the podcast because, uh, like I said, she did because not understand anything of... The Matrix. The Matrix. Not no, I'm just on. kidding. You don't don't know what on. the heck is going on. I love on. you, Keanu Reeves. Don't, <laughs> don't take that seriously. You can't add anything to the conversation if you don't know what the hell's happening. You're right. Yeah. And I decided that for myself. Yes. Easton. No, she did. Like I said, we, we <laughs> talked about it in the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one, I mean, go for it. I did it. listen to it. Yeah. And I understood. I understood it. <laughs> Even though you were asleep for 90% of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it because uh, it's an interesting movie slash reboot slash sequel <laughs> slash whatever. And most of you probably haven't seen it because... Everyone is still just watching No Way Home, and there are other movies out there, so uh, check out that podcast to see if maybe you should watch it, because I, I feel like still nobody has. All the TikToks and all the twi- tweets and everything is still about No Way Home. Slowly calming down, though. Slowly. Ever so slowly, as the new year approaches. Uh, approaches. This week, uh, we're doing a bonus episode, if you can tell, because it's coming out on like a Thursday, probably. Um because Licorice Pizza came out on uh, for a lot of theaters uh, this past week for Christmas weekend, and uh, we already had Matrix Matrix Res- Resurrection yeah. uh, on the docket, so we're like, well, we can't really do anything and uh, about it because that's kind of the biggest movie. But we, I'm a huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan. I'm getting Trevor into Paul Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. and Tristan's seen uh, a few here and there. Um, and so I was really on board and really want to watch this. I've only missed one of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies and it's back in like 1997. Every other movie except for his shorts I've seen. So like I was pretty excited about it, even though I knew absolutely nothing about it. I was like, whatever, Paul Thomas Anderson, I'm in, even though I don't love all of his movies. It's kind of like a, I think they're okay. And then there are a few that I'm like, my God, that's like fantastic. That's a fantastic <laughs> movie. It's a great film. Like, just yeah. great all around. So I was like, who knows what it could be? Let's just go for it as uh, Tristan's phone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's just go ahead and get into uh, thoughts on licorice pizza that I thought was licorice pizza <laughs> because I'd never <laughs> yeah, seen the did. word licorice before. <laughs> he was like, oh, I can't wait for licorice pizza. Yeah. And they're like, what? I was like. I was trying so hard. I'm like, is he speaking foreign language right now? Like, I had no idea what he's talking about. And then he showed me his phone and I said... I think I said chorus. You, yeah. Yeah. Or, something like that. Yeah. 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 And I was like, licorice. Easter. And he's I was like, like that what? Makes, that makes so much more sense. I mean, not really because I've never seen any lic- licorice pizza before. But you were like, it made more, much more sense because I never heard the word licorice before. So I was like, I have no idea what this means. Yeah. I thought it was foreign. Yeah. Uh, but I'd never seen the word licorice Written and, uh, like that. Yeah. I've yeah. never read the word before. I've only ever spoke it. Yeah. Even though I guess I've 
ate licorice, but, but I guess you I don't, don't read yeah. the, you just look at the candy. Oh, what is like, this candy? Oh, it's licorice. No, I know what licorice. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to sound out the word licorice if it's well, and also, wrapped. Licorice isn't, I mean, it's red vines of Twizzlers, so you don't, we don't even say yeah, the word. Yeah. That's what licorice. I'm saying. Like, Unless I, like, you want black licorice. Which I do like black licorice. Ew, you do? Oh, gross. Decent. I don't like love it, but okay. I, I enjoy it. Interesting. Like the black licorice uh, jelly beans, I always were the guy that would get those. I'm going to throw up. You were that Who guy? You? Yeah. You're the black licorice jelly bean guy? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's like two of us in a 35 room <laughs> classroom and we get all the black licorice jelly beans. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the movie by Paul Thomas Andrew, Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think? Just in it. General we, thoughts. We did end up looking up what Licorice Pizza was, and it was we found out it's the name of a record store yeah. that was popular in Los Angeles, even though it's not in the movie at all. So, although I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but the main family, Alana's family, mm-hmm. is all played by themselves. Yeah, I saw that. I don't, I'm, I don't know why that is, but even Alana's the Haim family. I yeah, don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but I noticed. No. I think uh, they just wanted them all to look alike, and they did. Fair. Yeah, no I mean, kidding. they did a fine job. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. they did. That they, family they looked did a like great job. sibling sisters that fight. Yeah, they did. <laughs> family did a great job playing a family. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a Jewish family at that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> they made you it a like part a of the movie. They I'm not, did. The no, they did. Yeah, I'm not just <laughs> they like <laughs> they're Jewish, so I'm gonna make a comp. Like they like that was a, a movie, apparently yeah. a like. Pivotal piece. That was a big seed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, yeah. Anyways, um, no, I I kind of I was talking to Tristan a little bit after this. Uh, I, I'm finding what I did like this, but I'm finding with the Paul Thomas Anderson movies because I've only seen Boogie Nights and There Will Be Blood now. Um, but these are like sit and enjoy it movies. Like, there's never a lot of like excitement. Happening. No, it's a lot of just like you're here to be with these characters and just live with them for the for two hours or whatever. Yeah, and I, and I, I mean, and that was hard for me because I looked over at the, we saw it at the Regal Warren. Yeah, and they have clocks in there, and I saw an hour had passed, and I was like, oh, it's only been an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought we were getting anyway, but no. I other than that, I did like it. Yeah. Oh, can it, is it my turn or did you want to say something? I was just gonna say that. You Paul Thomas Anderson movies are a specific style mm-hmm. and uh, very different than your standard movies, especially when you come off of like blockbuster movies, which have been the past. I mean, at least two yeah. with Matrix and No Way Home. So like, it's a, a huge different change yeah. of past. It's all just about acting and uh, like family slash story. Yeah. It's it's character development story rather than like action not action as in like there has to be fighting but action as in like big things that big defining moments that change the shape of the movie like you don't have any like blue bayou is a mm -hmm. story driven movie but there are big events Mm -hmm. that change the outcome of that movie paul thomas anderson's for the most part there will be blood has a couple stuff Mm -hmm. um the master has stuff but it's not like big it's just like like um uh like narrative changes or like setting changes that like change what's happening to our character but it's not like big events kind of like I feel like There Will Be Blood is kind of the big one that has big events and Boogie Nights has a much smaller scale of events that change the outcome of of the movie and the scale and the things that happen aren't super impactful 
Well, well or like they don't have like lasting consequences. It's just like this is what well, happens. Well, sometimes someone is murdered and that changes things. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or murder suicide in front of everyone. Oh, no. oh yeah. <laughs> oh, was that Boogie Nights? I thought that Oh, that also spoiler, that also happened in Nightmare yeah, I was about Alley. To say, I didn't finish that movie. <laughs> oh, I don't I haven't seen Nightmare Alley. Oh so. right, yeah. Okay, I do remember now. Yes. Yes, I remember now. Yeah. I'm on board with you. But you are correct. There usually are not like huge turning point moments. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Tristan, on your just initial thoughts. Um, yeah, I didn't really I think this was my problem with it is I didn't really like the main characters. I didn't like the girl. I thought she I decided I didn't like her like halfway through. The guy I like progressively got to where I didn't like him. Like his character. But she was just very aggressive. And like she would go from zero to a hundred, but then there wouldn't be any like consequences for it. And like sometimes it's funny. There were times that it's funny, but most of the time it was just annoying to me. And I'm like, why are you being like that? Why was so, she being like that? Because she is mentally unstable. Oh. Oh. Hot take number That's one. That's what I've decided. <laughs> um Yeah. I don't and it was fine. I I don't mind movies like that 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 are just about life and not Oh, Gary. Anything like dude. in particular. Um but yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of this one and I don't there's nothing like super big that Happened to make me feel that way, but it was just like, well, that's okay. Yeah, she she seemed to have trouble expressing what she wanted or like even just... She was just a jerk, I thought. She just got to the point where it was like she she would be fine and then something would tick her off and she would just like start screaming Mm. and like being mean. Yeah. And sometimes it was funny, but most of the time... I feel like it was almost like you have a teenager like a teenage girl's mindset in a older person yeah because there was very much of this like jealous vengeful dating not dating that kind of stuff between our two main characters but one of them is 25 and the other one is 15 yeah about that like i know she says she's 25 but like i also what you guys said i'm curious if she made that up i have thought the same thing but there's nothing that like tells you exactly yeah except for one moment where she just like decides to say that she's 25 yeah and like except that she's a job assuming that she doesn't yeah i guess she could have dropped she could be 17 i mean like uh, and then later in the movie someone asks how old she is and she says 28 i mean 25 right Yeah, Yeah. yeah and so i don't know like did she lie and she's older or like is she younger and she just always says that she's older and she forgot that she said she was 25 and now she's 28 or has it been two years into the movie, three years into the movie, right? Which I don't think that's the case, but it has been, this movie lasts at least a year, if not two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just confusing. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like the guy that played Gary, the main, the main character. Um, the, the one thing, I I guess I don't want to get too far into that for spoiler's sake. Um, well, I'll say that I also did like the guy that played Gary. Uh, yeah. And I specifically like it because they picked the son of Philip 
Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, you were telling uh, Hoffman, um, and Paul Thomas Anderson was a big fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. Um, and if you listen to one of our early episodes, I totally uh, misjudged or uh, said the wrong name for somebody. Because <laughs> um, the guy that plays in Date Night and uh, The Power of Dog, which is the movie we were talking about, he's. Yes, he is yeah, not the same guy. He is not Philip Seymour no, Hoffman, no, uh-uh. and I totally just—they look similar, and I totally just crossed them. Kind of got those wide faces, and yeah. Yeah, um, but I I like Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I and obviously Paul Thomas Anderson does because he's used him in a lot of his films, yeah. um, and he obviously died pretty young, mm-hmm. and uh, not like twenty, but like he was in yeah, his forties, I think. Um. And his son is a pretty good actor. Like, he did a good job in this movie, and I think he fit the role really well. Um, And I think the big... um, You kind of said that you think, like, the main character is kind of a jerk, and he, like, both of them almost. Yeah. And I think a big part of this movie is just the duality of two different hustlers in the San Fernando... San Fernando? Yes. Valley. Like, it's Hollywood Aereo. No, it's um, oh, and San Fernando oh, Valley. San Fernando. Um, so, like, California, like, this is early in the 70s. So, like... Uh, I did like the setting. Yeah, the setting was really good. Mm-hmm. And people, were, like, were just trying to make their way. And you could just do that by hustling. And that's exactly what they were doing. And they were both doing it in very different ways. But their paths were crossed quite a bit. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've heard somebody... I heard somebody compare this to... Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Is you haven't seen that movie? Aesthetic. Yeah, I know it's quite a tragedy. I'm surprised. Um, I think the setting. I mean, it's similar just in the fact that it's like around the same time, mm-hmm. but it's two very different areas. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood is strictly Hollywood, and you can tell right off the right off oh, the bat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two. I. I think you can only equate the two in uh, the fact that they're t- two very character-driven movies. Okay. Yeah. And, and they're in the same like time two, period. Two main characters. Two main characters, yeah. Yeah. And and at some points, you even, like, go off and just watch one character, but then they always find a way back. Like, there's mm-hmm. that um, two main characters that are together, then they're apart, and then they're together, and that's, like, kind of a interweaving story between the two characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess you can find the connection there, but I think that's the only connection. Very different style of uh, movie. Uh, one has a lot more action in it, of course, because it's Quentin Tarantino, and there's always yeah. got to be something. Whether It's not the focus of the movie, but it's still there. And also yeah. that one was much more suspenseful in moments than, than Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My only my biggest complaint about the movie is, is the age gap between our two main characters. I... Mm-hmm have said that apparently before um, because I just listened to (laughs) the Power Dog episode and uh, I didn't really like the power uh, the power the (laughs) age gap there and I and I know like just anytime you have a very old and a like either like underage or like just at the borderline of underage Mm -hmm. it feels really weird to me once you get to the 22 24 25 I it it's more like yeah. I don't know if it's should be like more acceptable, but it's at least easier to take. Mm-hmm. But when they're legitimately adolescents, it's it just feels weird. Yeah. Um, 
And I felt that a lot during this movie, that if she is truly 25 and there is this sexual tension between the two of them, which for the first, I guess maybe I'm getting a spoiler there, but (laughs) you're, there is some sexual tension, but you don't know if anything, like you don't know if anything happens. You feel like there's sexual tension, but you feel like there shouldn't be because there are so age difference between the two of them. So that was, that was really the only thing I disliked about the movie. The rest I always thought, I thought was very intriguing because I didn't know really what, I don't know if I didn't know what was happening, but I think that in a good way, like I didn't Mm. know where they were going to take us with the story. And that might have something to do with that. I didn't watch any trailers of this. I didn't watch any reading synopsis. Right. I didn't know anything. I saw the cover and saw as Paul Thomas Anderson said, all right, fine. sold." (laughs) Well, just imagine if those roles would have been reversed and the guy was 25 and the girl was 15. I feel like that would have been, I feel like that it's yeah. getting a lot more criticism for that. Yeah, and I think that that should be yeah. criticized. Um, either way, it's theoretically grooming, and it's not yeah. good or ideal. Whether it's man grooming a woman, or a woman grooming a man, or a man grooming another man, or a woman grooming yeah. another woman, it, it's wrong all around. Yeah. It's the um, same thing. Yeah. Now, I guess every like, I guess boys obviously have fantasizations of older women often so like maybe that's why it's less stigmatizing or whatever but uh it's still taking advantage of a younger person that's not all mentally there but i guess all that aside um try not to be the focus of my review so (laughs) um yeah Yeah. anything else you guys have here no no i guess not okay I thought they had some. I thought the pol- they get into loosely politics stuff, and I thought that was uh, a cool little spinoff yeah. story because it wasn't like political, but it was. It got into politics. They you won't. It's a little loose, and you probably have no idea what I'm talking about if you haven't seen the movie. But they engaged her. I I liked how they incorporated her in that. Uh, side story yeah and like i said these are two hustlers and i feel like that's important to just when you're hustling sometimes you get into politics no 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 diva is a female version of a hustler (laughs) that's what i keep thinking you can always count on your (laughs) you don't know that i don't know come on trevor usually once if she knows a song you're right there with her i thought you were gonna sing with me but what what is it whatever i think it's beyonce Beyonce? beyonce Um, okay. I mean, I guess I don't have, I, I feel like I should have more. We watched this, uh, on Monday, Tuesday. I don't, I don't know. Tuesday, Monday. No, it was Monday. Yeah. We watched it on Monday. I feel like we watched it like a week ago. So it's been, <laughs> it was Monday. Yeah. yeah it was it's Monday. It's been two days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, there's not a lot, there's not like a lot of big moments in the movie. Yeah. So it can be, you kind of, at least for me, you kind of feel yourself just sitting there taking in the story. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of like active. Just like going with the flow. Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of active engagement. And so that can make it on one viewing hard to remember a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 Well, and because the characters are so, I mean, the characters are the story. Yeah. And so, like, I, I'm trying to, like separate the non-spoiler stuff from the spoiler and yeah no, that's okay that. <laughs> that's okay uh well we're gonna go ahead uh and do our recommendations i do have to say this movie is probably only gonna be in theaters for a short amount of time um 
it's and it's not in AMC. Yeah, it is not AMC. We had to go to Regal to watch this one um, because I did not want to wait. And I also kind of want to do a podcast on it. And I don't necessarily like doing podcasts six months after the movie has come out. So I <laughs> uh, decided what? to just go ahead and yeah, jump don't? on it. Um, so, yeah, do you guys recommend the movie? I actually don't. Sure. I think, well, I think, I think if you're just the average moviegoer, all you no way homers out there who have seen it three times. You're not gonna like this. <clears throat> it's it's real. I mean, it's just a sit and watch movie. It's not anything like entertaining yeah. necessarily. We've but, yeah, we've kind of established that mm-hmm. already. Yeah, I think only see it if you like that type of movie. Yeah, I or think if you like the director's movies. Yeah, I think if you are a film lover, like like a film lover, not just movie watcher. If you're a film lover, if I think you'll enjoy Eastern. it. Yeah. Well, even Paul Thomas Anderson was like, it's a good way. It's a good thing No Way Home is in the theaters because it's getting people into the theaters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because this movie definitely isn't. <laughs> well, the, uh, a lot of these directors for a while have said we need like we can't lose the theater. Yeah. We can't um, because they they make movies specifically for the theater. And I uh, mm-hmm. a thousand percent agree with them. Mm-hmm. Movies are made to be in the theater. And as if you've spent. $20,000 in your home theater. It is not the same experience. I understand you don't have yeah. your... Uh, Massive screen. Well, no, no. I'm saying I understand oh. when you're at home, you don't have the couple kissing to your left and your kids crying to the right and people <laughs> screaming and hollering and all that. I understand that's a shitty way to experience yeah. the movie. Um, but if you can get it outside of that and you can actually hone in on the movie that's watching, nothing will... You won't be able to experience a movie like you can on Dolby because they spend millions of dollars on that mm-hmm. on that screen and that sound system and those yeah. seatings. And uh, filmmakers make the movies specifically for that. Yeah. Uh, and I personally don't want them to change and start making things personally for home theaters where people have spent like only for those people that have made twenty million dollar or not twenty million sorry twenty thousand dollar home theaters or whatever like. Yeah. Also, just the specs and all of that would be impossible to do. So I read something recently where, like, ever since smartphones have had the capability to play Netflix and things like that, more and more people are watching things on their tablets and their phones and stuff. Yeah, no, it's very true. Um, Close-ups that are not from the chest. It's something like from the chest up is a mid-shot, but now instead of a mid-shot, people will do close-ups because after, like, you want to see who's talking. And so they'll put the close-up onto that person's face rather than doing the mid-shot because, because mm. people are watching it on their phones. I so have small. noticed. That's happened a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I've noticed an increase in facial shots. Mm-hmm. Weird yeah, kind of just an interesting thing. Phrasing. Um, <laughs> okay, but, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if you're watching on your phone, you have a small screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Did you just get it? Yes. <laughs> Um, to all your Archer fans out there. Um, Do you want ants? <laughs> this is how you get ants. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. If people are watching movies on your phone and you're not making the movie for the theater, you're. It's, if you get a chest up shot, that, I mean, it's hard to see the facial expression of yeah, the person. Yeah. And you need that to mm-hmm. express the movie. Uh, because when you're making a movie, 90% of what you're doing is expressing through what you see. Right. Not through dialogue and not through 
I mean, a lot of it is sound too, but like most of it is about what you see on the screen. And if you can't, you can't see much on a little phone and even on a, I mean, most people have like a 32 or 42 or 48 inch TV. Like even then that's, I mean, you're getting more obviously, but like not as much as a, I don't know, 45 foot by 40 foot, whatever, however huge those screens are, you can see everything. And and just by looking at it, your peripherals are going to absorb all of the information. And especially with movies with a lot going on. Now, a movie like this, it's not as like, it's not, I guess, as needed for, I don't know, maybe it is. You definitely need it for like how our characters are feeling Mm -hmm. because they definitely aren't telling us. But right. Yeah. Anyways, I do recommend it if you are those, like, if you are a film lover. Yeah. And I can see the reflection of that because a, a lot of people have enjoyed this on, um, of course, like Rotten Tomatoes and Letterboxd yeah. and stuff like that. And I understand why. So, uh, okay, we're going to take a short little break and then we'll be right back for the spoiler part of the review. All right. And we are back. We're back. For the spoiler part of today's review. So if you're not seeing Licorice Pizza and want to, then... Go ahead and stop and go watch it, but uh, maybe mom, listen to spoilers and decide if you want to go watch it. Yeah, Andrew, you can go ahead and keep listening because I'm sure <laughs> you will not watch it. Yeah, don't watch it, mom. I meant to say, I meant to tell her on the on here, oh, but I forgot. Thank so thank you. I'm Eason, saying thank you. Got you. Yep. for telling her. So spoilers, tits, all the tits. What? Are there? No, but huh. the, they're. No, oh, she's not wearing a bra no. like the whole time. Uh-oh. It's it's more, I guess, Jewish people don't wear bras because Jewish people don't wear bras. That whole family was Jewish and none of them wore a bra. You could no, see their the nipples style. poking straight out. The oh, whole I know you could. But I meant to say that in the non spoiler part because it's still funny. But <laughs> my God, like half the scenes, you're just like, yeah. OK, they're pointing right at you. And like the fact that it doesn't. Like, I don't know if that was just the 70s or what, but like... I'm sure it was partially the 70s. Because like, that's I not know. a thing anymore, and like a 15-year-old kid would be pretty distracted. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe that's why he approached her in the first place. Probably. <laughs> the, I don't know, man. That first scene, was, I was really confused on the first scene, I'm not going to lie, where she was just like, mirror, 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 mirror. Oh, yeah. And he was like, what I'll take happened? that mirror. Yeah. I guess she's a part of the like the uh, picture taking people. Yeah, and they were like, "I have a mirror if you want to look at yourself Except before you take you a go. picture." Yeah. Mm, yeah. And it took me a really long time to figure out what the hell she was doing. Yeah, but it, it made I sense. She was just but, like the weird, oh I yeah, thought, I didn't know. Yeah, I thought yeah, she was just a weird girl in high school that was like. I thought so I thought too. This is weird. I thought, also, yeah. Dang, this is also some. Well, I guess this is kind of small. I don't really know, but everybody keeps on talking about how attractive she is. Yeah, that felt really weird because uh, like she's fine, but like, oh. did you think she was really attractive? Yeah, I thought she oh, was attractive. but like really attractive. I think she like a seven. Okay, okay, seven we're, not yeah, we're, uh, we're not we're rating. We're not rating. We're not gonna go that far, oh. I'm just kidding. You're fine. Uh, I don't know. Where is really attractive <laughs> on the scale? It's <laughs> not on the scale. <laughs> it's in your heart. <laughs> I just thought it was funny how it kept on coming up on how everyone was like. Uh, just talking about how attractive she yeah. was, was like and when she went to all those people, like you know, yeah, like when she was like auditioning and stuff, was like infatuated. That's what her. that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was pretty weird. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, I did like, too. She's, I thought she was fine, but like 
this is Hollywood. Like, yeah, not maybe not Hollywood, I guess, but California. But and you're Cali- trying to make it big, like California attraction, attraction, attractive, whatever, you, whatever <laughs> is like. Apparently, what I hear, and I, obviously from what I see in Hollywood, is pretty high. So like, felt. Weird, which I liked during the role. I'm not saying anything like that. I just felt like it was a weird thing to continuously bring up on like that wasn't her strength. Yeah. Like yeah. Her, her attractiveness wasn't her strength. So like the fact that that was the thing that kept on coming up felt misplaced. Yeah. yeah. If that's maybe a better way of yeah. putting that. Not saying she's ugly. That was not the point. Right. But. Oh. oh. Ooh. Random party. ads there. Uh, so how so you pull up letterbox, I guess. But. I think I accidentally clicked something. Anyways, moving on. Uh, other, yeah, just yeah, I, anything now. Yeah, and they seem to. I mean, the go getterness of the of Gary, I thought was comical, but a little unbelievable. And we kind of talked about this a little bit, but it's like the seventies, and so just that he he's running these businesses, and is he in school ever? Like. If he's 15, he's like yeah. a sophomore or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, this was just really playing off of the 70s mindset of anybody can make it if you just work hard enough and you hustle and you're charismatic. Like you see right off the bat how oh, yeah. like he's quick on his feet. He uh-huh. knows what to say. He knows how to say it. He knows how he to talk to the right people. Yeah. And like he makes connections. And so like yeah. people automatically just like him because he's a, he is a fairly likable guy. Yeah. And like he's I just Tristan. No, I liked him at the beginning. It was toward the end that I was like, yeah. you're getting annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, I mean, yeah, he definitely does some shady shit at the end. So I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, I, I just think that's kind of what it was playing off of. Yeah. And and he had, like, his little gang of kids, too, that, <laughs> that would so help weird. him. It was very weird. Um, but his mom was also, like, in his hustle, too. Um, yeah. And I think that's important that, like, she was a part of, like, his number one hustle of, I, I, what did what did, what did he say that he had? Like, not a talent agency, but it was something PR. Public relations. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And so, like, that was his first hustle. Like, I own a PR company or whatever. And um, apparently like, it did well because yeah. his mom was doing that the whole time. Yeah. I think maybe his... Was it his mom owned it and he worked for her? And it, or was no, it he said around? he owned think, it and his yeah. mom worked for him. Uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, but I think that's because he was a child actor, yeah. and so he probably made the money, and then he made that company, and then like his mama like ran. Yeah. yeah, like he he put up the money because he worked as the actor. I thought the child actor thing was a really weird. It was weird too, but it was a good way to introduce that guy, Lance. Yeah, yeah. I Lance was. He was kind of a no character by the end. Like he was just kind of a. No, he was there for like twenty minutes. Yeah, no. Until he wasn't Jewish. That's what I'm saying. Like he was just kind of like a placeholder. Like there, there were a few men that just felt like placeholders in our main characters. Maybe I should just figure out. Gary, I thought Elena. That was Alana. Yeah, Alana. Alana. I don't know what she's saying stuff. Which Alana is her real name. Yeah. That's what That's we were what saying, saying, homie. Okay, my bad. I know I know that you said they were all one family, but I didn't know that they like used the same first names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the credits when it's They played all the themselves. People, it just it didn't instead of saying like nah, I don't look so, at credits. So, oh, right. <laughs> but the last name the last name's different. Yeah, it's Hame oh, or something. Okay. Kane. Kane yeah. in the movie, yeah. Yeah, Kane in the movie. 
Um, but I, I just feel like he was kind of just a placeholder to create jealousy, and then yeah, that was. But I feel it. like if the movie was about life, then that's Makes then sense. that. Yeah. Also, yeah. I can't believe we didn't talk about how this is considered a coming of age movie in the non-spoilers. Yeah, yes. that's what this movie is supposed to be. That's called. what this, I thought it was. Yeah, it's a coming to, of age movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was you that told me that, and that, uh, now I'm just assuming that's what it is. Maybe. Well, because, it does, because when I was it, talking to you, I said other coming-of-age movies like this movie and this movie. It does feel like that, though. I, yeah. I do agree. This feels like a, a Gary, like, blossoming into the Growing Gary. Up and finally into a real hustler. Yeah, not but a then diva. also, like, finally going after the girl that he wants, yeah. which is 10 years older than him. That but. was... I, that, something... Okay, they that was annoying. That took me a long time. I know. It was annoying <laughs> that you should have seen me them wanting to be together but then not wanting to be together or like just like their this little game that they were playing. I think it was literally the same reason why I think the movies were in the first place. She's 25 and she's like I shouldn't be doing this. Well, I don't like it at all. And They're so, going to play this little game, this little chase the rabbit game for a year. <laughs> that's also just like toxic well, relationships that we didn't deal with that's true we so, just put a ring on it yeah like but well, like uh, right then unfortunately there are people that like legitimately want to have this cat and mouse race to see how much yeah, they actually well, care about each other now you know how i feel about that everybody it's stupid yeah I, again i don't know from experience because that's not the way i went about <laughs> it but i have listened to podcasts of people talking here. about it and i feel like that is kind of a thing and it feels toxic but nonetheless that's so stupid I, my guess was just she's 25 and she's like i can't be dating a 15 year old but also like she even says like is it weird that i'm hanging around 15 year olds yeah and then her best friend says no which i thought was weird yeah i would have been like yeah yeah <laughs> i'm 20, i was expecting I her 25, to say yeah and if my best friend was hanging out with 15 year olds all the time and maybe tell, trying to you date would make one, fun of them maybe trying to date one had a little with one i'd be like okay <laughs> yeah I would say it's weird. Yeah, good. As I feel like people ought to, but fifteen year old. Whatever, little friend. Hey, dude, can I see your dick? I'd be like, okay, this is really weird. (laughs) What? Because he asked for. Oh, she did say that. No, he said that. He said he kept on asking to see her boobs. Yeah, it only says it once, but they make it act like they make it like. He's said it multiple times. Like he, yeah. he's continued to ask, and she ke- keeps on saying no. So I'm saying, I if one of my friends was hanging out with 15 year olds, and one of those 15 year old girls kept on saying, "Hey, can I see your dick all the time?" I'd be like, "Okay, this is really We're weird. Not you need to get out, out anymore." Of this. Yeah, yeah, I think this is not good for you. You should probably leave. <laughs> and now you'll go to jail. But I guess in the 70s, you'll just have a good time. I don't know. <laughs> the. Uh... That scene might have been one of my favorite scenes when yeah. she's meeting with the, with the talent agent, and the her whole mood just changes. Changes. You're you're a fighter, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, oh, that was that a funny was scene. Creepy. Was so funny. She was freaking me out. It, I it actually was liked like, it too. It was funny in the beginning, and then she kept going, and I'm like getting scared. I, I just feel like, like this movie would be so much better if he was like 19. Yeah, yeah. like. Even if just like he's a yeah, virgin nineteen weird. year old, like if he was a virgin, <laughs> which in San Fernando Valley, that's not very likely. But I'm saying like that would have made like he just yeah. wants to see some like he has yeah. a girl, this girl that's his friend. He's like, come on, I just want to see some titties. Come like, 
You're gonna you're gonna go post nudeless for this movie, but you won't even show your best friend that we've hustled and made all this money together. You won't show me your tits. Come on, like that would make me feel a little bit more comfortable. I said I wouldn't talk about the, their age difference this whole time, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, what have you I, done? I, I, I feel like I'm missing something that I shouldn't be missing. That is weird that they like consciously chose for him to be 15 That's when he could have been whatever age. I feel age. like there's got yeah, to be... Yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. I, I, there's got to be something in Paul Thomas Anderson's mind that he specifically chose a adolescent minor to be yeah. that character or he's just weird <laughs> which i think he's just either, weird either is definitely possible but trevor's looking it up so we'll see if he finds anything oh, no, people just don't like it okay yeah people that's what i figured like what? yeah uh just that there's there's an article here that says how licorice pizza's ending ruins the movie and they're they're pointing out the relationship it, yeah it assumes that they get together at the end yeah and it does the yeah end, definitely I assume that they do. Uh, and like, as a 15-year-old, I'm sure I'd be fine with it. But. Another one says, Licorice Pizza garners Twitter controversy over racist behavior and age gap in romantic comedy. Racist behavior? Well, with the Jew- the Jewish jokes. Um, I thought all that was at least handled like well enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, most of it was just, wait, the, all the family acted as themselves. Yeah. And if they're Jewish, they're the ones making the yeah. Jewish jokes. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I that's like call- <laughs> Listen, I, I guess Jewish people are anti-Semitic now. Although I think that uh I mean I do enjoy seeing directors that are willing to take a little bit of risk like that. Um Yeah, what, with the totally. age gap and well, with, you know okay. stuff like that. Well, just be just because just you know, if that's the story they want to tell or that's the story that's in their head and that's just the way it is. You know, when you talk to when you talk to writers and stuff, a lot of they all kind of say the same thing of like, well, you just get the characters and then they just kind of write themselves. Yeah, and I just want to know like what like the reasoning was. Yeah, well, I, was and the like point. if, if yeah. there's a like legitimate reason, like I just wish that was portrayed better. Unless the whole the the reasoning was he's supposed to act like a fifteen year old boy and that and he does and maybe that's the reason. But then why have it be a fifteen or twenty five year old woman? Yeah, it just. And again, maybe that's because the. I, I just wish there was a little bit more clarification. You know, on, it's even more concerning. Oh no! There's a Reddit question that says, "Does the age difference of the main relationship in Licorice Pizza bother you?" Twenty-four people have said yes. Two hundred and five have said no. Yeah, that's. But, well, yeah, and I also think a lot of a lot of people on Reddit are dudes, and a lot not not to be stereotypical. I'm just saying it seems yeah. to be male focused, yeah. and um. Also, a lot of males, when they were 15, would have had no problem, like, sleeping with a 25-year-old. Yeah. And so, I like, they just want to have sex. So, like, if it's a 25-year-old well, that's and cute I mean, and wants to have sex. And a lot of adolescents this... also have, like, teacher, like, not fetishes, but, like, yeah. they find their teachers attractive and whatever. And, like... Well, there's even songs written about it. Hopper teacher. Yeah. Don't stand, don't stand close to me. Yeah. Like, there's, it's, it's not... It's not a foreign concepts it's yeah. it's been so around I, for a while and i think that's why that would make sense mm-hmm. on seeing that on reddit and i think a lot of guys would be totally like i don't care I knew, I don't high school i knew guys in my high school that slept with a teacher who then constantly got fired yeah so. <laughs> and so i like it doesn't surprise me it's just still feel i i just wish I just want to know the purpose, and I will never be able to talk to Paul Thomas Anderson, unfortunately. <laughs> Paul Thomas uh, Anderson, if you hear this, hey, Easton up. Yep. 
Yeah. I will probably ask you more than just PTA. that question. <laughs> That'll probably be the last question I ask, but <laughs> oh, by um, the way. it is a question. What would be the first question you'd ask I him? don't know. Think about it. Get back to me. <laughs> how do you write a story so... How do you write a story so as beautiful as Phantom Thread while simultaneously having, like, no major like you don't have any major event and it's still just a wonderfully crafted film that was a good question should we clap i clap for myself to add more you know, <laughs> i noticed that to you it. did clap i thought it was funny um, okay yeah bradley, more stuff bradley cooper <laughs> oh my he, gosh that was so somebody funny. didn't even know it was bradley cooper that was me i didn't know it was bradley cooper also the fact that he was dating barbara streisand i thought was a yeah, great was little funny. subplot um, but I did not like the whole subplot of them beating up his car and that whole thing. And it really had no, it didn't pay anything like any dividend. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Oh, sure. I mean, it gave, it gave something for them to do. So yeah, but it didn't like, it didn't add anything to their characters. There was no like real reasoning behind it other than I guess we're done. So we're just going to create mayhem. Yeah. And I guess he does threaten his brother. And so yeah. maybe he was showing some like, um, can't threaten my family and get away with it. Yeah, but like, yeah. Bradley Cooper also liked him apparently, so yeah. he was showing some balls. Well, so like, <laughs> it was back and forth. <laughs> he left on that note of liking him. Yeah, I see, but I thought there was going to be a payoff because when he was walking back up the oh yeah driveway, yeah. which I thought was absolutely hilarious that he's like, "You guys are this late because you don't have gas, but I always I'm I have full gas in my car." Blah blah blah. Like, yeah. obviously that was <laughs> great, yeah. but yeah. But, I thought he was good though. I, I I thought Bradley Cooper did. Yeah, he was a fun character. But I yeah, I guess I shouldn't say what was the point because there's not a, a huge yeah. point for a lot of the characters. So Just that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't. I thought the the props to Alana having that truck maneuvering that truck down that hill <laughs> backwards. Yeah. Jeez. Well, it well that is was a, a close movie, set. But... So. <laughs> Well, and I was thinking, I was like, this is Los Angeles, there's, and there's a zero traffic yeah. anywhere. <laughs> well, this was also in the 70s, so, like, it's not going to be as... And there's a gas shortage, oh, yeah, yeah. so, like, a lot of people can't be on the road, so... I wonder if that was an actual thing that happened. I feel like it had to have. Yeah. Or else I wouldn't have... I feel like that'd be a weird thing to just the, yeah, add on hysterically. You know? Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Yeah, so I feel like it is. Side note, it's really dark. It is really dark in, our in podcast here. Room right now. <laughs> so I noticed my little... computer is like the brightest thing in the room. <laughs> little talk behind the the microphones. Right. And the sun went her. down and we have no lights on, <laughs> but on purpose. Uh, but yeah, more about um, the the movie, the all, all the political stuff that they went into. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a nice way of like adding the whole um, political side of stuff without getting too much into actual politics. Yeah. Like they obviously talked about stuff with like, I want to be an activist. Like he's doing something that's important. He cares about our environment and how, like how bureaucrats are just taking over our land and all that. Yeah. Like all of that was, was portrayed well. Um, and then you had the side of, uh, can there be a gay, politician yeah and um and i thought that was a real sweet moment between our main character uh what alana and uh i guess the david was that his name yeah the maybe senators the, the mister 
the m- I was gonna say mistress, but yeah, I was trying to figure yeah. that out, but it's not a thing. Yeah. I yeah, thought that well, was it. I thought when, that when was. She it. takes him home, and he's like, "Yeah." And, and that was the turning point for Lana. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, she was like, "I can't, like, if I care for someone, I'm not gonna like just let that go, yeah, or whatever." Yeah. And I and I, well, it kind of like you said with the hustling thing. Like, it's kind of what this whole. Now that we're talking about it, it's kind of what this whole movie is drawn toward. Is like, do yeah, you, do you that's follow what I your passion, or do you hustle? And they, that's like the big fight between the two of them is their, is their hustle has pulled them in different directions. She's, you know, she says something like <clears throat> he's talking about all these wonderful things that he's going to do. And all you heard was pinball machines. Um, and, and they both just stuck to the guns. And I thought that was awesome. I thought it was annoying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, it's, it's annoying because people are annoying and they do stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, I did think. What in the world do you guys think of the whole police thing that happens just randomly and just is concluded in the span of um, two minutes? What are you talking about? He gets arrested for murder and is supposed to go to jail (laughs) and is immediately released. I forgot about that. I think maybe it's just cops being jerks. Yeah. Wasn't that like a big thing in the 70s? Maybe. Am I wrong? I don't know. Well, he matched the description exactly. He, I, it was like blue shirts, brown hair, white pants, white shoes. But he has red hair. Well, whatever it was. Close enough. He, yeah. Um, there was something that wasn't right, though. And yeah. then they just like went along with it. I just think it's funny that the cops were like, you're going to jail for a long time, buddy. And like, they didn't even give him a chance to like say anything. Yeah. And then they don't even say anything when they release him. Right. They're just like, uncuff and walk away. Yeah. And then she's like, come on. Yeah. I thought that was one of the funnier moments. Yeah. Um, and I thought they did a good job showing the tension in the uh, restaurant mm-hmm. um, because they set that up early on just with him being the owner, like not the owner, but like very he's, high. He's end. a regular. Yeah. yeah. And like he's accommodated for like yeah. mm-hmm. they know him and he knows the table numbers and yeah. And so I thought that was one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. In my I opinion, agree. the whole thing, like from the very uncomfortable Jack and Alana, uh, kind yeah. of transaction, uh, and how that it so finally weird. is resolved. I liked all of that. I like that she didn't take it advantage of personally because I yeah. think that would have added something to the movie that I would not have enjoyed. Obviously, would not have enjoyed, Agreed. and I don't know what it would have done to the movie. It could have added, who knows what. But like, I don't. I did not want to see that. I don't like. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I do. Have, was she auditioning for an adult film? Is that what no, was happening? I think she was just. Uh, I think it was just a film. Okay. And. Uh, well, yeah. she just seemed very sleazy, and her well, name it's was the 70s, and her and name was Rainbow, and she's from Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. I didn't think about but, uh, that. Also, that I feel like that's just—I mean, come on, you watch 007 movies, and it's Octopussy, and uh, hey, listen, you know, <laughs> those are legitimate names. Okay, there's no double meanings there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah, it's I just do. the 70s. So I think yeah. everything's an innuendo and like you can't have it like you want to hide the uh, sleaziness. Yeah. Or maybe not hide it, but you just want to. Yeah. You want to make it where you can take your girl to it and you can still 
have fun in the sleaziness. And all <laughs> the fun in the sleaziness. All, all of the actors and and producers and stuff. I, I mean, it's a known fact that they were doing like making actresses do yeah. not great things for yeah. all the way up until I mean Weinstein like well, in sixteen. So like it's. It's kind of like I think they were just playing off of that and playing yeah. off the notion that you know that that's a thing. Yeah. And I don't think it was supposed to be an adult film thing. Okay. Okay. I know we just watched Boogie Nights, which has adult films, that's but true. I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's where they were going. Yeah, yeah. Even though she said she was like being on screen topless is different than because that's what she said she was okay with yeah. is different than pornography. Those right. are right. Those are obviously different. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got anything else it's you so, want to say? Or it's just, so dark in here. I went to look at you and yeah. I was like, oh, I okay, can't see well, your face. I guess we can talk about, did we enjoy the end uh, at all or like it? I mean, it ends with uh, the basically her not being with uh, the, not the politician. Well, not the politician, but also <laughs> not the, uh, the activist guy. Yeah, that was working for the politician because yeah. there was kind of a romantic mm, yeah. interest in both of them. Oh, the number twelve guy was a spy, right? Number what? Twelve? The the guy that was oh yeah, because he was at the restaurant too. I think it was just a journalist that was trying to trying to pin down if he was a homosexual. Or yeah, something. yeah, or, or just trying to pin something on him, or he like he knows something, and I think he knows that he's gay. So yeah, yeah. he was just trying to get physical evidence of it, right? Um. So yeah, like she has a romantic interest in a couple people there and uh-huh. she's in that thing and then he does this pinball big night and yeah. tries to get her to come to it and she won't and then you have the dramatic running around everywhere yeah. which running was a theme. Yeah. And I thought was I liked when they did the little flashback. The yeah. flashback yeah. Well, I thought the running in general, like that theme of the of the full out sprint for each other mm-hmm. was a good symbolism of their like passion. Yeah. for for each, because I usually only sprinted when it was for each other or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I did like I that. She but biffs it off that motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. I, I. The ending. I thought. I honestly thought it was fine. It, it kind of finally felt like, and maybe the reason it felt more fine to me is because we. It's this whole movie has been will they, won't they, and then they finally do, and so it's like okay, well at least we get some closure with that. Yeah. They are going to be together. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I, I thought it was fine. Okay, yeah, I thought it was his, decent. His ending. movies always seem to end very abruptly. <laughs> I mean, because it's just like we we're just looking into this three month period of these people, and then just that's the end of the, yeah the, the, what we see. And obviously, the story continues. Then you know, same thing with the other films of him that I've seen. Also, I feel like this movie is. Uh, I what's I'm, I'm finding a hard. The opposite of uh, equality. No, I cannot. When people give me definitions, you guys, I can't. Okay, whatever the opposite of equality is, we just watched Boogie Nights. In the movie, we see Mark Wahlberg's dick, and we don't see her tits. Come on, what are we doing here? (laughs) You said more. This is we're fighting for equality, and if you're going to make Mark Wahlberg show his twelve-inch dick, that which was fake. That was a good payoff, though. Are you guys kidding me right now? You're ridiculous. It was fake. But sorry. I don't like this. You can Trevor, you can just cut that cut this part out. I, I just think that they're both Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Oh it's just a joke. I, it was fine. You said made me mad now. I I knew that was gonna I'm sorry. Um 
yeah, like I said, I think it was fine. Um, I I think it was. I was happy they at least gave us a like solidified something. Yeah. yeah. Instead of a uh, om- ominous or whatever, just open ended yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, ending. Ambiguous. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's all of our uh, our thoughts on it. What are we gonna give it for ratings, Trevor? Four. A four out of five. Yeah. Interesting. Two. Oh wow. Okay, Tristan. I think I'm around a four to four and a half. Really? You guys? What? Okay, it's fine. The only thing I said that I have really disliked about it was the age difference, and I'm trying to not make that a big reason why I dislike the movie. But and I don't need a movie that has a lot of... You guys just aren't like super hype about it. That's why I was surprised. Well, but it's fine. This... You can you can do whatever you want. And I don't think this movie... Tristan, I mean, accept our ratings. <laughs> the nature of the movie isn't necessarily hype. Like like I said, it's just a movie coming and Well, with. just because you don't have... Like, you could, whatever. Okay. I said what I said. That was a pretty formulative sen- sentence there. Easton? <laughs> You're... You're going that way for a Another smart good bottom. Another sentence right there. <laughs> you uh, You're going that way for a smart bottom. What? It's from Shrek. Uh, <laughs> you know the, you know the phrase. You know what you're he going said. the right way for a swat bottom. A smart bottom. Smart bottom. He's no. Nope. You don't remember that from Shrek? Whatever. It's not even from Shrek the musical. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> I guess I need a refresh of my Shrek knowledge. Yeah, you do. I need a Shrekening. <laughs> Good. All right, there we go. We're gonna <laughs> sign off on that one. Uh, I think next week uh, there's no actual uh, real movies coming out, uh, so I am hoping there are some fake movies coming out. But <sighs> it's called Tristan Dancing in the Kitchen, fully closed. I already made the joke to close out. Okay, now you're I'm just sorry. ruining it. I'm, I'm soiling sorry. it. <laughs> Um, I think we're having a hopefully going to have a guest on and we're going to do an older movie that came out in this year uh, that we weren't able to do. Um, uh, that is another kind of artsy kind of movie um, but I don't want to say it because I don't 100% know yet so uh, yeah stick around this weekend we're, we will come out with another episode uh, and everyone have a happy new year because our episode will come out after the new year so have a fun time and we will see you later this week stay Bye, safe alright thanks for listening to today's episode if you guys are listening on Apple Podcast we would ask that you uh, would rate and review if you like the podcast that definitely helps us um, get new listeners. So when a new movie comes out and they search that movie, uh, we'll pop up. So, uh, if you like the podcast, just give us a five-star review and just say what you like about it. And we will definitely give you a shout out on the podcast. All right. Get to Trevor for the plugs. You can find couch critics on Facebook at just the couch critics. You can find couch critics at Twitter and Instagram at couch critics pod. You can find Easton Moore at those same places, Twitter and Instagram, at Easton Moore IV. You can find me at those same places, at T. Landreth Perk. Tristan Moore does the intro theme song, and Graham on Instagram, at Graham Jarvis, does the artwork for the podcast. Sweet. Uh, so, again, thanks for listening to today's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So, see you guys next week. <laughs>